What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Baseball Connection. So the Mets decided to go Black Friday shopping. They have had the biggest single day in the offseason I've, I've ever seen. They went out and signed three free agents all in one day. They signed Eduardo Escobar, Marcana, and Starley Marte all in the same day. This, this is huge. This is huge. I mean, so let's start with the first deal of the day. So it was the deal for Eduardo Escobar, free agent infielder, to a two-year, $20 million guarantee. And Escobar gives the Mets a lot of cover at three infield positions. He's coming off a season where he logged 100-plus innings at each of first base, second base, and third base. He also actually had an extended run as a shortstop earlier in his career, but he's only played two innings there over the past three years. So he doesn't rate as a particularly strong defender anywhere on the diamond, but at least he's capable of bouncing between a few infield spots. So that defensive versatility is definitely a nice bonus, but the calling card for Eduardo Escobar is really his bat. He's been an above-average hitter each of the past three full seasons. I mean, if you're looking at weight runs created plus, which is fair to do. And he's actually become a power threat later in his career here. I mean, this guy only hit 27 home runs over his first 1,620 MLB player appearances. But in 2017, he hit 21 home runs in 499 player appearances. And, you know, now he's hit between 23 and 35 dingers in all three full seasons since then. So, yeah, he's just been hitting for more power. He's been doing it without sacrificing much in the way of his contact. His strikeout rate is still right around 20% over the course of his career, and that's 3% below league average. You're getting a guy with power. He doesn't strike out too much. He doesn't strike out much at all. He's you know, better than average. He's a switch hitter. You know, he does well from both sides of the plate. Great, great player. There's a lot to like about his offensive game. Like I said, he's defensively versatile. So great pickup for the Mets, a guy who's coming off his first career all-star selection. So, I mean, yes, that, that was probably due to the fact that you need to have an all-star from every single team. And, you know, the Diamondbacks didn't have anybody else. But still, Eduardo Escobar has a lot of value here. So you have Lindor and... Alonzo, those guys are are locked in at shortstop and first base, respectively. Second base and third base are not as settled. You know, you have Jeff McNeil and J.D. Davis. Those are the in-house favorites, but those guys can also play corner outfield. And they have some question marks with their game as well. Uh, Robson Cano is supposed to be back next year, but I guess, honestly, they just don't have as much faith in this guy because he's going to be 39 years old. They're not going to hold their breath that Robbie Cano is going to be a huge factor next year. So that's the first deal. That is the deal for Eduardo Escobar. Let's move on to the next one. Mark Canna. So they agreed to a deal with free agent outfielder Mark Canna, two years, $26.5 million. So Mark Canna was the second big addition of the day for the Mets. And he is an outfielder. So he's going to step right into the outfield mix. I mean, presumably most of that time will come in the corner outfield, 
because of the next guy we're going to talk about, but we'll talk about Canna here. He has experience on all three outfield spots, but he's never really rated highly as a center fielder anyway. And, you know, much of his time in outfield has been in left. But you have to look at his bat as well. I mean, there's really little question about his bat. He's been an above average hitter each of the past four years when you look at weighted runs created plus. Since the start of the 2019 season, I mean, this guy has hit 249 with a 377 on base. Keep an eye on that on base percentage and a 438 slugging since then. So his, his batting average doesn't catch your, catch your eye, but I mean, he's walked 13.3% of his plate appearances. That's the 14th highest rate among all players with 1,000-plus player appearances in that time. So as a result, his OBP is nearly 60 points higher than the league average over that time span. So his ability to reach base is, is his main standout skill. I mean, and that's something the Mets need. They ranked 16th in OBP, excluding pitchers, you know, last year. And he's not elite at anything else, but he's generally a solid all-around player. So that, that's what you're getting with Mark Canna, okay? You're, you're getting that. And honestly, you have a little bit of power too. But he's going to join Brandon Nimmo as a lock for playing time in their outfield. You know, they have various others who could play their way into the mix. Like I said, Jeff McNeil, J.D. Davis might be getting bumped here. Um so, so we'll see. We'll see. So moving on to the next one, the bigger signing, the biggest signing they made yesterday. I mean, oh, they're all big, but the Mets are signing Starling Marte. So they capped off the single busiest day I've ever seen from a, from a team. Starling Marte is going to New York on a four-year, $78 million deal. And this is, this is the culmination of it. This guy was the best free agent on the market. Uh, sorry, free agent outfielder on the market. A lot of teams were lining up for services, as you can see here. Four years, $78 million. That's going to come out to, what is that, $19.5 million a year. Pretty good chunk of change for Mr. Starling Marte. So you're having someone who's who's putting up, you know, all-star numbers, and he's, he's leading the major leagues in stolen bases, things like that. So look at 2021. He split it between the Marlins and the A's. He had 310 with a 383 on base, a 458 slugging, 12 home runs, and MLB best 47 stolen bases in just 120 games. So he had a rib fracture last year, which cost him more than a month of action between April and May. But, you know, as I just read off, you know, he's as productive as ever when he returned. So... I mean, his hitting alone was 34 percentage points better than league average. I mean, looking at a 134 weighted runs created plus, that's the best mark of his career. He's a speedy outfielder. He added significantly more offensive value because of his incredible base running. I mean, not only was he you know, leading the major leagues in steals, he was successful at 90.4% of his attempts. I mean, that's incredible when everyone knows you're going to steal, right? Opposing pitchers were well aware of the threat he posed every single time he reached base. Yet he swiped a bag 90.4% of the time. It's, it's it's remarkable. So, yes, Marte's coming off his best season, but he's been he's been a consistently above-average player for the bulk of his career. I mean, this is not someone who just popped off one year. I mean, he's been really good. I mean, his skill set has been generally very steady. Puts some ball and play a lot. High-end base running, 
off-field approach, which makes him difficult to defend, and obviously great defense in center field. So that's what you're getting. So what are the Mets going to do now, right? So the Mets will probably see him as a defensive upgrade over Brandon Nimmo. Now, Brandon Nimmo's a good outfielder, but Mar- Marte is probably an upgrade. So this, this will let the Mets move Nimmo to right field where he's going to replace Michael Conforto. Oh, yeah, by the way, obviously not signing Michael Conforto back anymore um, after today. But they can move Nimmo to right, keep Marte in center, and then have Marcana in left. That's a drastic shakeup on outfield grass. And that's just a drastic shakeup within the span of a few hours. Now, you know, you have you have some questions. You have some questions on that roster. What are you going to do with Dominic Smith? What are you going to do with J.D. Davis and Jeff McNeil? These guys could be traded elsewhere now. I mean, all, all these moves that they made today really could just mean the end of those guys' time in New York because they're not going to have a path to everyday playing time anymore, especially for Dom Smith and J.D. Davis. So I think the Mets are just trying to add talent, and then they'll figure the rest out later. But I wouldn't be surprised if we see those guys get moved now. So the Mets roster, I mean, has has been almost revamped pretty much. And um, now that you have the best center fielder off the market, expect to see other guys, you know, move pretty soon. Expect to see Cattell Marte. Expect to see Brian Reynolds potentially. Maybe, and the rumors yesterday about Baltimore Cedric Mullins. some, Some of the top potential targets on the market. I mean, it, it remains to be seen exactly how attainable these guys are, but, you know, maybe not Cattell Marte because, you know, he's still controllable, but maybe someone like Brian Reynolds. I mean, th- these guys are all controllable, but um, the D-backs have just been resistant to be moving controllable core players. Uh, Pirates might be willing to do it. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Um, all their, all these, these guys are going to have high price tags, but when you miss out on starting Marte, you might just have to pivot to the trade market and see if you can pick someone, somebody else up there. So that is what we're dealing with coming out of the New York Mets side of things. If we quickly pivot over to Boston, the Red Sox finalized a deal with Michael Waka. It's a one-year deal with with Boston. I mean, he, he's been drawing some interest as a buy-low target for clubs. That's what the Red Sox have done here. And, yeah, I mean, he spent 2021 with the Rays. And he worked as a starter for the most part. And even though he had a league average 29, sorry, 22.9% strikeout rate and a solid 5.9% walk rate, he had trouble keeping runs off the board. I mean, he pitched with a 505 ERA. So, yeah, I mean, he's, he's been allowing a lot of home runs. That's what he's been doing. So, a 5 ERA is definitely not going to cut it. But... Maybe people are hoping he can he can walk things back to a few years ago. I mean, it was actually a while ago, but 2015, he was an all-star with a 3-3-8 ERA. But he's a nine-year big league vet. He's still relatively young, not turning 31 until July. But the Red Sox do need someone who can eat innings, and that's what Michael Walker can do. You know, Boston's been known to have been targeting rotation help this winter, especially since Erod left. So Walker can give you some back-of-the-rotation depth, but it's still possible that he gets bumped into a multi-inning relief role, depending on what else they do this offseason. So time will tell, but that's a deal that was finalized. Well, yeah, that was being finalized yesterday. 
some rumors on the shortstop market. Um, I'm hearing the Tigers are talking to Javi Baez. But, you know, they're, they're talking to everyone, I guess. It, you know, they've been talking to Correa and Semyon as well. But some ru- rumors are saying they're focused on Javi Baez. But um, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens, if it happens. So, But, ladies and gentlemen, that is what we have for today. That will do it. A busy Black Friday. The Mets just kind of went crazy. They went shopping. They got a lot of deals. They are shaking things up. That'll do it. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.